You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Well, welcome back to The Real Enneagram. A spiritual quest. I'm Nanette Mudiam, and I'm here with Dr. Joseph Howell, and we're so glad to be with you here today. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I'm good, and I'm glad to be with you, mm-hmm. Nanette, because mm-hmm. we have just gotten off an ICB faculty retreat, mm-hmm. planning for the programs for this coming year. Yes, it was wonderful. And it was very good to be with like-minded people. Oh, it was. Like, yeah. like, like soul-led people. Like soul-led people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we were up in uh, Lake Logan, up in North Carolina, and it was a beautiful time with our mm-hmm. faculty. And uh, Joe and I, on our way back, were just pondering um, the beautiful change of the season that we're experiencing here in the fall of 2022 and mm-hmm. thinking about transitions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know for one, I am resistant to change okay. <laughs> you know as as an as an ego type nine uh, we like our routines and patterns and habits that mm-hmm. that gives us a sense of comfort mm-hmm. and supports sometimes an unhealthy indolent spirit <laughs> uh, if I'm honest but change is part of life isn't yeah, it Joe yeah. and there there's some quality ways that we can approach change and transition from our soul that mm-hmm. that I'd like for you to talk to us about today. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because I know you, mm-hmm. Nanette, and I know that you are not an indolent nine. Mm-hmm. You are a very active, uh, strategic nine mm-hmm. who accomplishes a lot as the executive director of a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and who is uh, a leader in the community. And now as a faculty member of ICB, I see that you, you're always dealing with a changing situation, mm-hmm. changing mm-hmm. politics in Alabama, mm-hmm. changing constituency for who comes to your free clinic, mm-hmm. changing now play, the place out of which your uh-huh. nonprofit yes. Yes. free clinic works out of. Yes. Yeah. It seems to me that though your ego may like settledness, mm-hmm. your soul seems to like the forward motion, motion mm-hmm. and application mm-hmm. of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, you love travel. Yes, I do. That's true. And a person who wants to be settled doesn't want mm-hmm. to venture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think you've reached a balance with mm-hmm. your soul and your ego. In other words, your ego is serving your soul. Well, I appreciate that validation and encouragement because, <laughs> you know, sometimes obviously we're hard on ourselves. But, yeah. but you know, that that is true. Although I will say while I travel, I oftentimes do recreate a lot of my routines. You know, I pack certain things that support that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I am I am very aware 
uh, of my schedule and my time, which which many mm-hmm. nines may um, relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, and transitions and change can be so beautiful. I mean, they can be exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we we have just experienced the mm-hmm. the stunning beauty of nature as yes. it changes seasons and yes. and 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 being present with with mm-hmm. this current change in weather and. You know, you, you usually, especially in the South, you have people who love the cooler temperatures and people who hate them. And and they voice that rather, you know, emphatically, you know, I hate mm-hmm. the cold weather or I hate the mm-hmm. hot weather. And, you know, but just to say, I mean, like here, it's it's rather moderate and pleasant at this time of the year. And there's something to be appreciated about the transition. Mm-hmm. But changes are hard, uh, generally. Uh, they just, egos resist change. Many of them. Uh, now, Lark and I were talking in the car, and she was saying how much as a seven, she loves change. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, they constantly mm-hmm. are looking for the next thing. But that's their constant. That's their constant. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Let's talk about that. Well, the fixation is ego planning mm-hmm. for sevens. Mm-hmm. And much of the work is done in their heads and planning. Uh-huh. But the follow-through for the plans usually means following through with what was planned, which is changing what is. <laughs> okay. So they're always, but uh-huh. that's their constant. Okay. For okay. them, change would be to come aside mm. and to sit. Okay. And in essence, to sit with their pain mm. and to sit with the change of the seasons and the rhythm of life, mm-hmm. which is not the ego's motif. Mm-hmm. The ego's motif is to have its own rhythm, and and unless it's a healthy ego mm-hmm. serving the soul, mm-hmm. the ego has its own pace, its own strategy, its own rhythm, and it's not going to be listening to any kind of still small voice within because it's mostly mental chatter. Mm-hmm. So if you if you had to give advice to someone who is engaged with the Enneagram, they, they're aware of, of, of their mm-hmm. personality type, but more importantly, hopefully their soul type. Mm-hmm. And they want to be more conscious in how they navigate transitions. What what are what are some words of wisdom that you would give them? Well, You know, every soul around the Enneagram of soul Mm -hmm. has a deep connection with the divine. And regardless of how that soul may look, whether it's number two, which is benevolent compassion, whether it's number three, sacred action, number four, sacred creativity, number five, sacred wisdom, number six, sacred kinship, number seven, sacred joy, number eight, sacred power, number nine, sacred loving peace, or number one, sacred righteousness. All of those are tethered to the divine Mm -hmm. because each of them are a living aspect of the action of God. Okay. A.H. Almas says it beautifully in 
his wonderful book, Facets of Unity, that like a diamond with nine facets, Mm -hmm. you have a wholeness of the divine. And you and I, I have an ego six with a soul nine, Mm -hmm. and you have an ego nine with a soul three. Mm -hmm. Each one of us has a wonderful expression of the divine inside of us. The deal is to be coherent with the soul inside our bodies. And coherence with the soul gives us the adaptability for changes as they come about. You know, the motif of creation is birth, death, and resurrection, which is what we see in these trees. Yes. This foliage. Yes. Now is the kind of death part. Yes, yes. And the spring will be rebirth. Yes. And then we have life. Yes. uh, In the uh, spring and summer. Yeah, yeah. So once we are in that motif of understanding, we can co-create with the Creator in all change because every part of life has its own season mm-hmm. every day if you will has is divided into portions or seasons mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. every relationship has a dynamic in it it's not static and to be able to give and have an interplay with relationships and with circumstances takes soul qualities. Mm -hmm. It takes forbearance. It takes tender loving kindness. Mm -hmm. It takes mercy. It takes grace. Mm -hmm. It takes patience. It takes kindness, goodness, faith. All of these being... Examples of the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I love how you said that they were all sacred. That reminds us that they're divine yeah. and that these are gifts that come out of our soul mm-hmm. without striving, um, <laughs> yeah. without too much. Right. I, it's, not, it's not that it isn't work, but it's, it's work without the strife. So I think in practicality, if, if we have a two that is maybe a type two that whose children are are maybe off to college and she's transitioning change in her life. H- how does sacred benevolence, is that what mm-hmm. you said for the type two? Mm-hmm. How how does that how does that look for someone who's transitioning in her mm-hmm. life with maybe her children or her marriage mm-hmm. or or some major change in mm-hmm. her life? How does that how does sacred benevolence help her navigate? Very good. That? Well you know, benevolence is a word for giving. Yes, okay. Not f- forgiving someone of an act. Yes, but, but giving. Giving. Mm-hmm. And it's paired with compassion. So it's benevolent compassion or compassionate benevolence. Okay. It, it works both ways. And the giving heart is a heart that makes room for someone to be who they really are. And if that means that they're going to get married and go off, Mm -hmm. 
go to college, become disabled mm. in older age or in an accident, okay. have to leave for a certain time to go on a study or whatever. That is definitely for an ego to a loss because relationships are so primary. Oh, that's so true. And uh, in their worst form, the relationships are dependencies mm -hmm. and even symbiotic dependencies, but that's when it gets sick. Okay. Even on the healthy air range, the two's focus on relationships is absolutely huge yes. and, and for yes. good reasons. Yes, yes. And in the healthy range, they're not looking to have a relationship for what they can get out of it mm -hmm. through giving in order to get. They give altruistically, which means I'm giving and I'm not looking for anything in return from you. Mm -hmm. And if I give you my life, and then you have to leave mm -hmm. to go to college, mm -hmm. that's part of the divine motif. Wow. That is the birth, mm -hmm. death, and there will be a rebirth. Mm -hmm. When that person comes home, on holidays from uh -huh, college, when uh -huh. that person comes home with the person maybe they want to marry, okay. or when that person comes home with their children. Mm -hmm. It's a complete metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. It's not like it was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you, you take some sick twos, and many of their children who have sick dependencies don't leave their to father or their to mother because they know that that change will upset them. Wow. And therefore, the divine motif, birth, death, and resurrection, cannot be completed. It, we stay stagnant. Stagnant, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. So the soul can't flow, but the ego controls and stagnates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just... Um, an ongoing process for all of us mm -hmm. to deal with the death and birth and mm -hmm. resurrection. And the, the, the problem is mostly that the death seasons are hard. It, it, the change is, is, can be overwhelming mm -hmm. to any even healthy ego type. And it reminds mm -hmm. me, and if we think about the fall as a season where Things are dying, and yet it's so beautiful at the same time. How, mm -hmm. how can death be beautiful? And yet we have to believe that somehow after the death there is a resurrection. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not wanting to fast forward through the difficult seasons, mm -hmm. through this season, and being present to what we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. yes. um, and present somehow plays a plays a big role in in transition to stay present to our life as it is today mm. don't you think absolutely can um, you say more about that yeah think... i've just been thinking about uh, well it's actually because of something that, that once again that um lovely lark said to me she said i can get so busy as a type seven in in this season knowing that christmas is coming that i totally miss the fall I miss the beauty of, of mm -hmm. what is happening today. 
you know, it's it's kind of like and 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 uh, American consumerism has done mm-hmm. this to us over the last um, several decades. When I was a kid, there was nothing as sold uh, for mm-hmm. Christmas until you know after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, it's Halloween has become this huge consumerism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so many things to buy and decorate mm-hmm. and fall decorations, and you know, you got to get all ready for that. Yeah. And as soon as it's over, we got it. Then it's suddenly Christmas, mm-hmm. and we've skipped all of November. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we've skipped the the falling leaves and. And the changing mm-hmm. temperatures and the darker season, mm-hmm. and we we miss mm-hmm. what nature is trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and but if we can stay present mm-hmm. to what nature is telling us, what mm-hmm. what what the divine may be mm-hmm. speaking to us, there's lessons mm-hmm. to be learned. Mm-hmm. in the change yes there's a transition it's hard to make transitions in a meeting today right one of our faculty members said you know we were having this strategic conversation and then we needed to transition and or, or even sometimes when you come out of an intimate sharing time uh, and mm-hmm. uh, how do you transition and mm-hmm. we've talked about this in our conferences how we transition mm-hmm. to go home it's it's sometimes it's the in between and fall kind of seems like the in between mm-hmm. of a glorious summer and now into a dark winter and mm-hmm. where, how do we how do we wisely make the transitions mm-hmm. i think to acknowledge that in every transition, there's grief because something is being lost. But when we grieve, that doesn't mean we have to be joyless mm-hmm. because joy is such a sacred part of the soul. It's one of the nine aspects of soul. Mm-hmm. In grief, it isn't all walking around in ashes and sackcloth and mm-hmm hairy shirts and to bemoan our fate. Mm -hmm. It's to say goodbye to something that was precious, Mm -hmm. that season, that person, Mm -hmm. that activity, that organization, Mm -hmm. that no more is going to be with us the way it used to be. And to say goodbye to that means that the soul will have to do without what that was. Mm -hmm. But the soul knows that something will take its place. Mm -hmm. Something will fill that void. Mm -hmm. And that's where the joy Mm -hmm. comes in along with the grieving over the loss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's anticipation of behold, I make all things new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I heard a scripture in my spirit too. Um, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I mean, it mm. it is, it's a it's a profound um, insight to recognize that in the midst of sorrow and grief, there can be an expectancy of joy. Mm. And how beautiful <laughs> would it be if we looked at every transition? Um, that we looked for the joy in in the in mm-hmm. the circumstances in the challenges and and in the grief and sorrow that there also would be joy available to us that sounds pretty sacred to me yeah. that sounds like only the divine could do that 
Absolutely. And, and, and when you tell somebody on the street, I have joy in my grief, they mm-hmm. don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it's it sounds likely. like lunacy. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. likely that they would go, oh, well, you, you can't have that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I think of the people in um, the war torn areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ukraine now mm-hmm. is a place full of grief. Yeah. Talk about transition. Uh, they're transitioning from, well, they're in the death phase, yes, yes. from life to death. Yeah. But something is energizing them. Mm-hmm. Something is energizing the people of Ukraine that is has to have joy in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their culture, their mm-hmm. camaraderie, mm-hmm. their vision for what their country could be like if and when, according to them, it's when it's they over. win this yeah. conflict. Yes. yes. So it that energy has uh, is probably going to be what pulls them through this mm-hmm. victoriously. Yes. Joy is our strength. It it, it is the power to endure mm-hmm. the difficult, mm-hmm. hard seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, we look at this enneagram and in ICB, we. We teach, because it's foundational to teach, all the way going back to Oscar Echazo, that we have all of these within us. Mm-hmm. That we, it's egoic to say, I am a champion of s- point six. Right, right. That's, and that's all I can ever be. Yeah, that's yeah. all I can ever be. Yeah. I can only be a personality. Yeah. Echazo knew that this thing was about soul. Mm-hmm. And he knew that we were so ego-driven that the only way we could learn about soul was to be, fan, you know, almost um, enchanted with our own egos so that we would be brought into this. Uh-huh, the work, the study. Yes. Uh-huh, the interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Enneagram of Personality. Yes, yes. To see that, the Enneagram of personality is just a thin and superficial layer mm-hmm. uh, over the real Enneagram, mm-hmm. which is the Enneagram of soul, mm-hmm. one-ninth of which is joy, sacred mm-hmm. joy. Sacred joy. Well, I really, I really believe today that there are some listeners out there who really needed this conversation. I know I needed it, so thank you. you. Thank you, Thank too. you. It was a I blessing to me. what you had to say in that. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you to our listening audience, and we look forward to seeing you again here at The Real Enneagram. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram, at The Real Enneagram. Or if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.